There isn't really anybody in this world that hasn't gone to a zoo, right? Everybody's gone to a zoo, an aquarium, and enjoyed it. It's a fun experience, especially as a kid. You get to have the field trips, and maybe as an adult, it's not necessarily quite your thing. AM's with AJ on VFX, but I'd imagine even as an adult, you've wandered into a couple. For me and my girlfriend Ashley, it's one of our favorite things to do. So when we travel a road trip, we love to go see the zoos and we compare and then we get all snobby about them when people ask, like, oh, yeah, well, the Seattle Aquarium is actually, surprisingly, not very good. Who would have guessed, right? Right there on the ocean? Yeah, it totally stinks. So when you talk about the ability to save species and do good because life has evolved and part of it natural selection, part of it human involvement, but to be able to see certain species maybe you have, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm not against it. I wouldn't be a monster to be like, hey, this is extinct. No, it needs to stay extinct. Nobody wants the white rhinoceros back. No, why would you say that? The thing that gets me, and we're having a little bit of fun with it, because fingers crossed, we've seen like seven movies on this. Still, 10% of people are like, okay, well, if we're going to start bringing back extinct things, hear me out, dinosaurs. And of those 10% of the 10%, they're like, what if, hear me out, because it would be totally cool, T-Rexes. I think we should just not mess with that because, like, here's the thing. They can't keep great white sharks in captivity. They die or they get mad and attack things and then they die. And I'd imagine a Tyrannosaurus Rex operates on a very similar premises. Not to mention, look, I get it. Movies aren't reality. But we're set to have what? Like the seventh or eighth Jurassic Park movie coming out this year. And it's just like... Fiction, I feel like, might be a little bit closer, hitting closer to home than we acknowledge. Because I feel like it'd be the same thing, right? Everybody'd be like, "Wait, no, 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 we'll do the who, we'll do the herbivores, right? You have the brachiosauruses and the triceratopses, which all pose still problems because they're massive and powerful. But we'll do all of these, and it'll be fine. And then all of a sudden, it'll be cool. And then people will be like, "Oh man, it's cool, but I wish there was something like you know, with some some hood to it." And then they're like, "Okay." Let's do, we'll do something, we'll do small, and, all, and we work our way up, and the next thing you know, there's an industrial accident, and then everybody's like, look, we saw the movies, we knew what was going to happen. One time it took. So, no, let's not bring back the dinosaurs. As cool as it is, we can't control them. I, I just, <laughs> people are like, yeah, let's do it. Because the follow-up question would be like, will those people actually go? Because if they're the people like, yeah, I want Trinosaurus Rexes back, would I go to the zoo? Oh, no, no, no. I've seen the movies. Pass. Hard pass. I'm absolutely not going to do that. Then you understand where they're coming from. Uh, <laughs> so, speaking of danger, Producer Butters and I the other day were, were joking about dealing with a fire. And then we got into we, where our brains work. We went right down a rabbit hole. Do you, how do you become a firefighter? Uh, is there school for it? And we found one of those websites that was like, 11 tips to be a firefighter. Except it clearly wasn't for just a firefighter. It was just 11 tips in general. And it's like, okay, in the age of clickbait, this is one of the worst. We're just not trying hard anymore. Either that or apparently your ability to manage money actually somehow makes you better or more capable to fight fires. Abe's with AJ on VFX. So... Earlier this week, producer Butters and I were, I, I, my question was, so if I put out a fire, am I a firefighter? More specifically, how many fires do you actually have to combat before you can consider yourself a semi-professional firefighter? And then producer Butters and I went down a rabbit hole trying to figure out if there's one and answer that question and things about firefighters. And we stumbled across this website. It was 11 tips to be a firefighter. 
And on the list, I kid you not, I kid you not, it said have a good credit score is a potential tiebreaker. To which producer Butters and I had a good chuckle. If you saw the after show on Monday, you probably saw, heard the reference or have gone back and listened to it because I was like, what part of, like, do you have to fight tax evasion along with fires? Like, I don't, what what, what do they do? It clearly was an article that was just listed as general tips that were probably like 11 steps of things to be good in life because it was like physical fitness and take care. I, I really don't think your credit score should impact the ability to fight fires or not. I got to be honest. This producer Butters has a bad back, so that we're joking like him and his credit score, you can make the cut when all of a sudden his back gives out and he can't fight the fire. Just completely blew me away that someone would post that. It's like, we're not even trying anymore, even with the clickbait. Really? Really? And the articles in general, like, apparently, people just like, apparently producing content nonsense because it was like, do you go to, is it worth going to school or just doing the apprenticeship? And I wouldn't be surprised if there was some kind of vocational training, right? Some kind of like tips or whatever if you wanted to be a firefighter. But I was like, what, what is this trying to say? Is there a Bachelor of Sciences in firefighting? Just like, can you just answer the question, how do you become a firefighter? That's all we wanted to know. And the internet has become such a convoluted place because of clickbait and people trying to suck you in. But even the clickbait has gotten so bad that you're like, this is this is bad. I should be able to report this on Google for like not helpful or relevant whatsoever to what I'm trying to figure out. But if, kids, if you have aspirations of being a firefighter, you make sure that credit score is impeccable. Otherwise, the fire will get you in the end. That tax, mm, mm, it's going to get you. <laughs> uh, I think I feel, I feel good saying, even though I'm not a parent, that parenting, a big part of it is just trying to avoid as many big mistakes as you can. There's going to be some along the way because it's an imperfect science. There's no doubt about that. But the question is, what is your parent oops? Whether it's one you experienced as a kid or now one you've grown up and gone, wow, this is difficult. I, I, I owe my parents a little bit of gratitude, a little bit more leniency. Parenting, I think society-wise, is one of the most hypocritical things that exist. Ames with AJ on VFX for the debate today because I think everybody goes through the same waves, right? Everyone growing up, you get to a point where then you, you're you so critical. Hopefully you don't say anything at least, but like you make judgments on people handling their kids. I did it this weekend. I watched some lady let her kid smack a sign off her grocery store display. It fell to the ground. She scolded him, and then they walked off. I'm like, don't pick it up or anything. And then at checkout, we have to check at the same time. Kid was getting torn. I'm like, it ain't going well. Now, I also openly admit that I'm normally in the camp of, you have no idea what's going on because also everybody grows up and says, well, I'm going to do this and this for my kid. I'm going to do all these things. And I hope that that is true, that you're able to do the things whatsoever. And everyone growing up is critical of the things and the mistakes their parents made. And then I think you get that same situation and go, oh, if not beforehand, realizing, okay, well, maybe, maybe just maybe there, there might have been something to this. And so really, I think parenting is trying to just, you try and preserve the collector's value as much as you can. You just try not to break your kid as much as possible, but it's an imperfect science. So there's going to be mistakes along the way, which is why I think it's hilarious a little bit. There's a woman who's gone viral on TikTok because her kids were noticing this sweet taste in their water bottles that she fills up each day. And it didn't matter how many times she cleaned it, it was still there. 
Turns out a bottle of whipped cream vodka had been dripping into the ice. Now, luckily the minuscule amount, but she caught it. She's figuring it out, right? At least she wasn't ignoring it. And I think it's just an oops moment. And my question is, what is your parents' oops moment? Liz on the phone. Liz, what is it for you? So apparently I never properly taught my kid how to use a knife. She comes home the other day from her boyfriend telling me that his mother taught her that she's been cutting wrong her whole life and that she was amazed to find out that it's easier to cut when you're holding it the right way. (laughs) I mean, if it works, it ain't stupid, but okay. That is, that's a good lesson. Liz, I think you're in the clear on that one that, you know, just, just it's a matter of preference. Right. But I think it is a good point. And, very, very common motto on AMs with AJ. If you're going to tell a white lie or come up with some kind of myth that makes at the moment dealing with something easier, make sure you jot it down somewhere and correct them on the way out of the house. That one's totally fine. But the, the you know, vet, corn and potatoes being vegetables, one for my parents. Uh, <laughs> what was the one that there was the confessions, the person who said that their parents used to take the first drink out of a can to, quote, remove the metal taste. You know, just write that stuff down and let them know before they go out in the world, hey, by the way, this stuff, so they don't look like a doofus at some point. Also on the line, Brad. Brad, what was your parenting? Whoops! Do I remember when I switched my daughter to the toddler car seat? I thought I could install it myself. My wife wanted to get it inspected and everything, but I was confident. And the first time we went for a drive with her... I took a turn, and the whole car seat just toppled over with her in it. I felt like the world's worst dad. I, I hope she's all right. If there's a parent I'm ever going to be if I decide to have kids, that is definitely one of the ones. I'm a, I could do this. I could build these things. I'll just follow the directions. Meanwhile, Ashley will randomly wander into the place at like 3 in the morning, and I'm still there hunched over, falling asleep with them, everything tangled up in my, my arms and me just over the manual trying to figure it out still. 100% going to be me. I think at the end of the day, that's why parents share the embarrassing stories. They know that there's going to be a few and everybody's going to have the same thing. Well, my parent did this because everybody's going to be like, oh, should have done better. So they share the embarrassing stories as a way to counteract all that. In the end of the day, it's just, uh, you know, embarrassing story warfare. That's really what it is. <laughs> Speaking of embarrassing story warfare, there's nothing more embarrassing than being featured in Florida or not. You're not going to live that down. There's no way you could. And one lady had maybe, despite the fact that the day after 420, we had a pretty good one. This one took a second to find us. This one pretty good. A 420 arrest. Or, or could you try imagine, like golf balls are not quiet. If you ever bought any, they, they click clack all the time. Now try stealing multiple boxes with them hidden in your pants. I'd ask if people who get caught, specifically in Florida, not with the dumb things they try and steal, think about what they try and steal. But I know the answer's no. Florida, not with Ames with AJ on VFX. Because way back when I was in like middle school, my, my stepmom used to work in the mall. And the security guard told her like a lot of people just steal for the sake of seeing if they can get away with it. Which is why in headline number two, the guy stole one of the most clicky clacky objects in all the world, a box full of golf balls. And I was in this weird mindset the other day thinking of creative punishments. You think if you got busted with that, like say, for instance, you're like, okay, cool. Well, you got to stand there and we're going to drive five golf balls. Look, we're going to give it to someone like AJ who's terrible at it. So it may not get you, but it may. You might learn your lesson a little bit quicker. Of course, there's going to be some jail time too, but I kind of want the mark to stick along with that bruise. 
Regardless, headline number one, a woman who was likely on drugs got arrested for driving around with a missing tire on 420. <laughs> likely on drugs, but was like, man, this car just feels like it's leaning. Yeah, it's fine. I got places to be. A missing tire. And then, of course, there's headline number two. A man was arrested for stealing not one, multiple boxes of golf balls he had stuffed in his jacket and pants. Again, one of the most clicky-clacky objects in all the world. You have them, they go all the time. They don't sit still. They're not in like eggshell cartons. They're one of the most clicky-clacky objects of all time. Which story is from Florida? Which story is not? My lack of car knowledge is well documented, but I think on my worst day, on my deathbed, I would be like, uh, you know what? This car doesn't have a wheel before I got it and drove it, by the way. I give myself that much credit. Florida not on VFX Zams with AJ. Story number one, <laughs> a lady was pulled over after cops were like, hey, that car's leaning. It doesn't have a tire. So she was pulled over. She has been tested for drugs because it was on 420 and it says probably was on drugs because, you know, she was driving without a tire. And get this, that car was supposedly reported for an accident about an hour earlier. Now, it's not been confirmed whether or not that was the car or not, but it's really interesting from the standpoint of, was that, like, did she lose the tire then and she kept going? Was she missing the tire already? She got into an accident and then she kept going and finally they pulled her over because they're like, hey, ma'am, you're missing a tire. Or was she missing the tire the whole time? In which case, what's the story there? What was going on? But this actually, I think, beats the total irony of the one that we had where the truck exploded because it got into a car accident and weed went everywhere on actual 420. Story number two, a man went into a uh, PGA Superstore and decided, well, you know what? I lose so many golf golf balls when I'm out and about. And look, bro, same. I lost 10 the other day playing 18. That was a good day. So I'm going to just stockpile. I'm not going to pay for these. I'm going to lose them anyway. So he's like, well, one box, two. Now, he shoved multiple boxes into his jacket and coat or pants and then tried to walk out as stiff as a mannequin. And if you never bought up, they clicky clack. They're one of the most clicky clack sounds in all of humanity. So he, of course, did not make it out of the store. Someone's like, ah, what's that sound? Ah, wait, wait a second, sir. And was arrested for trying to stuff multiple boxes of golf balls in his pants and jacket, which I'm always amazed by the pants thing. Where are people putting things in their pants that they can like have room to steal stuff. And I just I don't get it. I got nothing. That being said, of these stupid stories, because they're both stupid. Actually, speaking of which, if I could tell you, what, do we? I asked this earlier, but do people think about things they're trying to steal? Because it reminded me, my cousin visited my mom one. When I was like in high school, but we, my brother and I weren't at the house at the time, and he decided to take some marbles from us. Which, like, who, who cares? My mom's. I think let him have him anyway, but he like tried to sneak him out of the house. And of course they're just cl- clacking it up and try to confront him. He's like, no. And he's like, really? And he's like, okay. Yeah. Just really. It's going to be loud. Don't steal that idiot. That being said out of the dumb stories, which one is from Florida, and which one's not because they're both dumb, but I mean above and beyond now it is worth noting the above and beyond. I think is story number one, but I believe the 420 story before was, it was in the Midwest. I want to say Missouri or Kansas or something like that. That being said, you got to go with the crazy, wacky one, which is, of course, story number one. And that happened in Canada. Canada. This is one of the most tame Florida knots, Florida's, 
of all time because stealing some golf balls. No, don't get me wrong. It's stupid because, again, click, clack, click, clack. But <laughs> apparently 420, the irony escapes Florida, and it's everywhere else. <laughs> Blows my mind. Florida not on VFX. So online dating is a huge thing. And as with anything, I think you start to get it niched down because online dating, I think, is, is as Aziz Ansari once said, dating with superpowers because you can really narrow things down depending on how you uh, how they work and you can kind of tip age range, distance, all of that. But now they've gotten even more and more specific in terms of the websites themselves. The question is, just how far have we gone? Do you think you may know? I've got a test for you. I believe it was just three years ago that one in five people have found a relationship on online dating. And I think that was probably kicked into turbo, obviously, with the pandemic. AMs with AJ on VFX. And much like anything, if it's successful or if it is useful, then it'll probably be niched down to make it more specific. And that was already online dating's thing, is you could be a little bit more specific in who you meet or how you meet, whatever it is. But question is, have you lost track of what is real and what isn't? Because everybody, I think, remembers the Christian Mingles and the FarmersOnly.com commercials because those are always on late at night, too. Like, they were on infomercial hour, which I got to be honest, always made me think, well, these are scams. Like, no offense if you've used them, but that's how it always came across. Like, why why are these on? These are scams. And the eHarmony one, the commercials always seemed to be older people, which I think is what it's geared toward. It was like, okay, so when I'm... When I'm old, I don't want to pick an age, when I'm old and just almost given up, that's what I'm going to do. And of course, Tinder came around and there's Bumble and plenty of fish. But do you know what ones are real and what ones aren't? Like if I said there's one called mulletlove.com for people who love mullets, would it be real or fake? That one is fake. But if I said seacaptaindate.com, a website specifically for sea captains... That one is real, <laughs> to which I got to ask the same question I asked about firefighters. To list yourself as a sea captain. So, like, if I got just, like, a little little fishing boat, can I qualify? I'm just curious. Like, do you have to provide, like, picture of boat or boater's license or something? Like, do you have to prove that you're a sea captain? Or can I just be, like, an ocean enthusiast? <laughs> How about uh, <laughs> patch.com for people who wear an eye patch and those that love them? That one, I think, should just be seacaptain.com. Too. Like, the more extreme version, the other side of seacaptain. So there's the, the sea captains, the legal ones. And then if you're kind of more the pirate side, well, go to patch.com. Somebody ought to invent that because patch.com is fake. But, but, mousemingle.com. A dating site for people, all things Disney. Well, Disney, Star Wars, Pixar, and Marvel because, you know, they own everything now. Is legit. And I gotta tell you, I defined myself as a Disney adult for a little bit, and then I saw how serious these people take it. And this is, I think, a prime example too. Well, guys, whoa, slow it down. Wow. Um. Wh- wow. Another one is beautifulpeople.com, and if you really want to hit to the to the uh, conscience or your ego, go to that one because you have to be voted in or out based solely on your looks. Figures, right? Someone was going to make an elitism one for that. You jerks. I, I just, I want to see if I can qualify for seacaptain.com. Not, not for dating or anything. I just want to know what the standards look like because I'm super curious now. But again, farmers only, Christian Mingle, it's going to niche down at some point. I kind of want to see patch.com become a thing and now all of a sudden pirates get their own website because they just don't have enough 
I don't have enough going on for him right now. Okay. Uh, speaking of uh, niche down, if you had to deal with neighbors, and maybe some of you do and some of you don't, which is the most annoying thing? Because between me and one of my neighbors, we cover both of these bases, and honestly, I want to know which one of us is worse. That's why it's the poll of the day for Would You Rather Wednesday. There's probably about, I think, four kinds of neighbors. Nosy, noisy, nothing, which is the best kind, right? Obviously, you don't bother anybody's life. I take it back, five, friendly, and then suspiciously absent. There's a big difference between uh, between uh, nothing, which is the one where you don't bother anybody, you don't come and go. They really don't see you, but most people, I think, would live with that. It's suspiciously absent. That's the one where you're like, yeah, you know what? We're not surprised everybody's in the baby. That guy was weird. Those are the five. A was with AJ on VFX. But the two that need to be focused on, the most common ones, because heaven help us, we don't want to really deal with those most of those last parts, is noisy and nosy. Those are the most common. And I would say between me and one of my neighbors, we've got that covered. Me and my girlfriend are definitely the nosy ones because we're always like, okay, whose car is that? Oh, who's coming? Dating somebody new? Just a fun little game we play. But they are the noisy ones. Now, with the caveat, I would say I don't think that they have gone out of their way or, or, or at least being noisy in the early or late hours. During the day, I'm already going to be awake. I'm not going to be perturbed about it, but it's definitely things that have bugged me at certain times. And my question is, which would you rather have? Which is the best of the worst in that situation? Solely because I got into this discussion and I was uh, yelling at a video game the other day. Shocker. Grove was like, stop, you're going to make us the nosy neighbors. I was like, no, no, we're the nosy ones. They're upstairs are the noisy ones. Trust me, it's fine. We're allowed to trample on their territory a little bit. So he goes, well, we're not that nosy. Yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Because we're always like, who's, who's that dude? Is that the new dude? Is that another dude? Mostly it's, it revolves around my neighbor's dating life because we're always curious to see, to see who's coming and going. But then it was like, well, that's terrible. And I'm like, well, well, I don't know. Who is the worst? You can comment on our Facebook page, Utah's VFX, for the poll today. And if you think it's me, bring it on. Let's do it. But uh, Ashley commented, said, noisy, they're easier to deal with. I think with the caveat that they uh, do so in hours that fit for you. I think that's the only one where, like, I don't necessarily disagree. Because I had to pick, I think I would take the noisy neighbors over the nosy neighbors, which means I'm ruling against myself. But I don't want anybody in my business. I'm not really trying to get in my neighbor's business. We just happen to look at the window and see what's going on. Sydney commented said, I have both, and it's pretty much a nightmare. So we'll, you know, pour one out for Sydney. That's not, that's not so great. But which would be the worst to deal with? Noisy, loud, nosy in your business. Which neighbor's the worst? On our Facebook page, poll today, Utah's VFX. Speaking of annoying, very common, right, that your first car going to come from your parents. Parents, how much leeway do you think that you have over the car in terms of making decisions? Like if you were to sit down in the passenger seat and go run an errand, the kid in the car, you've given up for them. How much, how much leeway do you think you have? How much control do you think you have when it comes to like touching stuff and picking the radio thing? Because I got to tell you, a certain parent of mine, I think, still thinks they have jurisdiction and I got rid of that car a while ago. Level with me, parents. The answer to the question, how much leeway in terms of touching stuff and looking through stuff when it comes to giving an older car to a kid do you think you have? The answer is higher than we think, isn't it? AMs with AJ on VFX. And look, I get it. 
pretty commonplace, right? Your first car probably going to be hand-me-down from someone you know, if not buying a POS off a lot, whatever. But it's probably going to come down. So my brother and I, AMs with AJ on VFX, had the same car because I had it. And then when he came around to get it, I had something else. And then uh, I actually got a different car for my dad later that I bought off of him. And my, my sister, same thing. My oldest sister's first car came from actually handing down from her grandparents. And my youngest sister got the nicest of all of them because she got the car from mom. And I get it. Like, early on, I probably didn't notice. Touching stuff, finagling with things, borrowing it whenever they want. I didn't think about it. But then, part of it is I bought the second one. I paid for it. But I bought the car and I moved to uh, New Mexico. And my dad came out to visit. And uh, I was driving around, showing him around town. I took him out to dinner. And my dad just starts goofing on the radio station. And he starts picking stuff up and moving stuff. I had, like, my little trinkets I have in my car. And I went, hey, is this your car? And he went, no. So stop touching stuff. He's just moving all my stuff. Like, he was changing the radio station, moving mirrors and stuff. I'm like, wait, what are you doing? And this is the same guy, by the way, that I had to ask him right before I moved. Actually, I think it was when he came out for that visit. I said, hey, by the way, bring the spare keys with you. And he said, well, why? And I said, well, unless you're planning on flying 1,500 miles, if I lock myself out of my car, I'd like to have them somewhere nearby. <laughs> but he just touched it. And it maybe, maybe it's forced to happen, right? Because it was his. he had the car. It was his thing for a while. And then I bought it off of him. And in the case, I'm sure he did the same thing with my brother when he had the green cars, which me and my brother lined. And I know, knowing my mom, I think it's the same thing. Maybe it's a little bit of force of habit, but it's like, okay. Okay, I can understand you want to pick the radio station or whatever. You want to get comfortable. Why Why are you touching the mirrors? You ain't driving. Stop touching stuff. This is the United States, so don't touch that thing. And the question then becomes, where does it stop? Because my dad, I don't think it was the case. My mom, I wouldn't put him past her. I think when it comes to the, the leeway and the power that you have, the control you still have over that vehicle, I think the answer to the question is, would you, would you do a little snooping? All of a sudden you find yourself in that vehicle, are you doing a little snooping? I think the answer is 100% yes. 100% yes. And that bothered me. Let it go. It's not your car anymore. Stop it. Speaking of dishonesty, I don't know if you saw, but I know we're all crossing our fingers. There was a pump, a gas pump, that as opposed to charging $4.49, actually charged 40, 45 cents, basically, 44.9. And I believe it was some several hours before someone was finally like, hey, by the way, and ruin it for everybody behind them, this has been messed up. Very simple question. Just how honest are you? I know a lot of people like to say that they would always do the right thing. But, you know, it's easy to say that when no one can back follow it up. Or you can just point out maybe one specific example. But when it comes to gas prices, which nobody's happy about, how honest would you be? Ames with AJ on VFX because somebody getting fired in Tennessee. Because a gas station meant to charge four forty nine per gallon. But they accidentally messed up the decimal, stay in school kids, and it was 44.9, so 45 cents a gallon. Turns out that nobody said anything over the course of several hours. And then finally someone said something uh, and ruined it for everybody else behind them. So the question is, would you? Would you say something? Now, if I could be completely honest with you, I am slightly oblivious of the gas pump. There's one thing I did take away from a call. It's always checked to make sure there's no skimmer there. I do that, and then I do the car thing, and then I just kind of put it, and then much like anything else, zone out. Like, it just goes. So would I look at the total? Yes, I would. 
And if I had noticed that it was like five bucks, which several people were charged for their purchases, instead of like $50, I think I probably would have, something would have clicked in my brain, but it's very distinctly possible too that I would just want to be like done and then just drove off. I think it's legitimate that plenty of people this get at this gas station maybe, maybe just did it and then just didn't pay attention because it's just such an everyday mundane activity. Now, the answer is to answer the question, if I had done that and then caught myself, I don't know that I would have said something. I would have looked at the sign and been like, huh, and then looked at the number and been like, it ain't been this cheap since like the 1920s. And I'm like, did... Did those like Smith's rewards kick in? How many how many cents off did I get? Was there like a four dollar discount on there? I think I, I don't think I would have been the man to ruin that for everybody else. I think I one hundred percent would have been like deuces, and I would have been out of there if I would have noticed. Yes, I am. I'm I'm taking the I'm gonna I'm gonna be a cheapskate route, but I got to be honest with you. I think I would have I would have been completely oblivious. And then I would have gotten the notification on my phone because I would use the credit card and it tells me like whenever there's a purchase, I'm like, wait a minute, that's how much I paid? Might've, I might have told a few people about it. Might have been like, hey, by the way, I want to swing by this gas station. I guess I've got a crazy deal going on. I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but you might want to go fill up. Just saying. I, I wouldn't put that past me. <laughs> um, we're weird. People are weird things. That was a little bit low and I admit it. But people are weird in general. There's ticks and things that we maybe do that are, are unnatural, like different routines that we have. But before we get that, I got to ask you, with camping season now upon us, right? The weather's getting nice. Uh, one of the big things, so I think I saw commercials for it all the time several years ago. And you would think post-pandemic, you'd see it all the time. But how much do you trust one of those filtered straws where it's like, you can drink water anywhere? How much? With it being camping season, I'm curious, did anybody have one of those filtered straws? It just seemed like, I don't know what, actually five, five to seven years ago, they were all over on TV, maybe a little bit infomercially, AMs with AJ on VFX for the debate today, but it was like, this is any, this is the thing, you're at camping gear, you need to add because you can drink water anywhere, and it's like, it was a straw, right, you could put it in anything, it was supposed to be able to filter out pretty much everything so that it was safe to drink. And I know when I first moved here, probably I think the second Christmas, uh, my girlfriend's brother actually got one. And I'm just curious because I don't feel like I see him anymore. And you would think post-pandemic, there would be even a greater market appeal for those because germs are the enemy. So why didn't, the, what happened to them? And I was curious if, if it got sued. So I was just going to Google real fast. And now they still exist. Because the reason I ask, a friend of mine, shared a video that they did a dare with a friend of theirs who had to drink. Um, let's just say, as opposed to using the toilet, they had to, to drink that through the filter straw. And they said it tastes like really bad tap water. So by all accounts, it kind of did its job. And my future brother-in-law said got one for Christmas. That night, he went out and drank water off the street and said kind of the same thing. Tastes like really bad tap water. So... In two very extreme situations, it seems to work. I'm not getting paid, by the way, by these filtered straw people whatsoever. But I was like, with camping season coming around, have many people gotten their hands on us? Because, look, when it comes to survival, right here, not at all. Do not look at this guy. In fact, the opposite of probably what I'm doing is probably a much better way to go about it. But post-pandemic, now back out and about, in a place where it would probably be, I mean, to be honest, I don't think I'm ever going to get lost. 
Because I told I don't I'm not gonna have the, the hubris to be like, I'm just gonna go on this hike by myself in this area and then be like, I don't know how to get back. It's never gonna be that case. It's gonna be a much shorter hike. But it does seem like something that would be on, and I was just I haven't seen the commercials. Is the the testimonies have just gotten to the point that everyone knows about them. So you just Google them and they're like, word of mouth is how we're doing this by now. I was just blown away because I'd actually kind of forgotten about it. Saw that video and I was like, man, it's campus season. People got their hands on it? Because I don't know that there's much more that you could you could put it to the test than what that memory shared and be like, no, this is legit. Like that dude drank his own, you know, and said bad tap water. It's what it tastes like. I, I don't know that there's a more viable test than that. And I always thought they were kind of cool. I just didn't think I was going to get used out of it because I just didn't find myself being in a situation like, I've been lost for three days, got to drink water, but I'm not sure if it's safe. Like, that's just not going to happen. Like that, someone, someone will have me like, I, uh, I quit a day and a half in and I was just going to get Burger King real fast. Everybody else cool? You want anything? Anybody want anything? Dude, what happened to you? Can I get you a chicken a sandwich? I'll go get you a sandwich. It's cool. Just curious. So obviously you got to take a little chutzpah to decide to to do that test. But man, that dude owned up to his dare. Um, but we're weird people. Nobody else is going to do that for the sake of just pure entertainment. But that's what it was done for. How about something more practical? Do you have a routine, a quote, tick that no one else has? Because odds are you probably don't think about it until you bump into someone else who doesn't. And then maybe just maybe at one point they're like, hey, I was just curious, like, how long have you been doing that? I thought for sure we all rehashed or went over hypothetical arguments in the show. I thought that was it was just it's the place. The acoustics are great and it's comfortable and relaxing. Your brain could just wander. I thought we all did that. You tell me we don't. Aims with AJ on VFX. Maybe we'll lean into this. So I, we all have things. I've talked about this a bunch, right? Parents, if you're going to tell a little white lie or stretch the truth a little bit to make a parenting decision easier, whatever, make sure you write it down, correct it on the way out. Because last thing you want is your kids to be like, oh no, potatoes and corn aren't vegetable, like say on their morning radio show. And then everyone goes, you idiot. All my mom's fault. But... There are probably some things maybe you develop because of family or whatever just become the pattern you put together that are maybe just a little bit weird, but no one knows until someone finally goes, hey, I was just curious. Why do you do that? Like a small one, for instance. So my buddy was here, was it, a couple weeks ago? And one night we're both brushing our teeth. We're just both in the shower to get the toothbrush. And I do wet the toothbrush, toothpaste, wet the toothpaste, and that's how I do it as opposed to him He's toothpaste and then what's so dang? He's like, it all gets wet at the end. And I was like, I, I don't know. I just, this is how I've always done it. So call it, quote, my weird little tick, sort of. For instance, I thought for sure I was a little bit curious about this. I think my friends are yanking my chain. But I thought for sure that uh, everyone rehashes arguments, whether it's hypothetical or you go back to what you, what an, an event that happened and go, okay, what I should have said was this. And then they would have said that doesn't everybody do that on her face page. Tiffany said that she does both of those. You're not weird or I am, but she says, if I have M&M Skittles, et cetera, I have to separate them by color and then eat them in each color rotation until I have an equal amount of each color. Then I eat one of each color until I'm gone. I wouldn't call that a normal one, but I've definitely done that before, Tiffany. You're not alone in that. I have done that before. Uh, we just got a uh, text message. Jared just uh, texted us. said, I put my hands on my phone pocket when I close when I closely pass by someone just in case they may be a pickpocket. I, I actually, 
I might. I think I do that a little bit. I try to walk a lot with the weather being nicer. But when I travel, especially, I will put my hands in my pocket specific. And it could be anyone. Kid, whatever. My hands are in my pocket all the time. Because I don't take my house keys, obviously, when I leave the state. Especially when I fly, when I'm driving. My, so I put my wallet and my phone in my front pocket. And they go right in there just in case. Just in case. Uh, now the text message here. I flare my nostrils at every telephone pole I pass when driving. And I have no time. I have to time it right. It's absolutely exhausting. Please help. How how did you decide to do that? Just feels. Like, I mean, look. I don't want Chris because I'm sharing my ticks, right? But how did you land on that? And unless there's some other story, I think you could just not do it. Like the, I think it's like a hiccups thing. If you just hold your breath once and then you get through it, hopefully, ideally, it's done. Okay, thus far I'm on board. That's one that we don't share. What is your nervous tick or something different that you do that maybe just maybe you think is a little bit weird, but it's just always the case when you really think about it? 68255, the number to text. Start your text with VFX. Speaking of things we do, I think a lot of us don't want to think about the end, right? So when it comes to getting things prepared for that, even though we all acknowledge, right, anything unexpected, we, we hope it doesn't. We're all going to live nice, long lives, but we do acknowledge that at any given time something unexpected could happen are you prepared for it because i stumbled across another one of those lists and i don't know if the internet's trying to suggest this or it's an omen but it was a list of things to do on the digital side to prepare for that unfortunate end how many times does something have to happen before you consider an omen or a sign like because i feel like when you when we watch tvs or stuff like it feels like once and they're like oh my gosh that's a sign and maybe because it's top of mind maybe if it's like something you're thinking about and then it happens that's a sign AMs with AJ at VFX, but maybe it has to be a little bit more reoccurring. I just feel like a lot of us are more like either A, oblivious or just a little bit skeptical at this time. So like I feel like you'd have to, you know, powers above whoever you be. If you really wanted to get something, you'd probably have to send the message maybe three or four times before all of a sudden I'm like, wait a second, hold on. That has come up a bunch. Because like, for instance, how do I just know it's the internet not spying on me? And everybody have a story where, like, you were talking about something or somebody said something. Next thing you know, the Internet's like, hey, by the way, because that happens to me all the time. That's not a sign. That's spying. It's a huge difference. Regardless, I'm just curious, a little bit more, but just curious because I stumbled across an article. and It was a list of things you should do for your digital legacy, right? So to prepare for your uh, ultimate end. Knock on wood, it's not coming for a long, long time, but we do all agree it can happen at any given time. And. I think a lot of us aren't prepared for that. I know I'm not. But I, so I was like, is this something? Because, I, I, you know, it, it floats in the back of my head like, eh, maybe you ought to make your will just in case all the time. And then I stumbled across this and I'm like, is this a sign? One of them was a legacy contact. Apparently on Apple, you uh, they added a feature like a la- last year that lets other people access things in your Apple account if you die. So photos, messages, notes, you just have to go to password and security. Um, on Facebook, you can do a memorialization setting, or you go there, excuse me, and then you name a legacy contact for that. So you can basically put someone in charge. You can write posts for you, update your profile pic, or get a copy of everything that's posted, which the last part makes sense. Can we agree? Like initially, uh, yeah, I would like a, you know, a heads up, a posting, but like the account still existing of someone who has since passed on. I, for a while, maybe the memories and the, the stuff that comes up, yeah, but like long term, it's it's kind of weird, right? 
My, my only one, like, it, 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 it's a little bit weird. Like, it would bug me. I, I know I know I'm friends with someone who has passed away, and it was unfortunate. And, but, like, if all of a sudden they posted today and it was just something like, no, 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 you know, man, Jamie, I'd be like, ah, it's kind of weird. I wouldn't unfriend them. I definitely wouldn't do that because that's mean. But, eh, eh. And then the last thing on the the digital legacy thing or the digital uh, will, call it, so to speak, and this one more the meme, so you know, take with a grain of salt. But it's uh, set your your web activity on Google to automatically wipe your history every three months. So when you do pass away, you just don't have to worry about anybody looking at anything or whatever. Memeable, I get it. The first two I felt like were helpable, um, I, you know, because especially especially those memories, because that's the biggest thing I think that gets me. Those password things are the biggest thing that gets me when it comes to like the will part, because. Who knows my passwords? Nobody. So, like, if there's money or whatever they have, and I haven't gotten around to, to give it to, to, you know, write out the official document, nobody can either log in either to get it. So that totally makes sense. And now I'm starting to talk myself into. I think this is a sign. I think I finally need to just get this stuff together, just just in case. Or is it one of those things where if I lean into it, now all of a sudden it's likely to come soon? See, you just twist your head around. All, I don't, I don't know what to do. I really don't know what to do. Let's focus on what we do know. That is that in Cash Valley, there's still a parking problem that you are nice enough to help address week in and week out. If you haven't seen the nominees this week, that had a sick day yesterday, take a couple shots, describe them to you, get over to Facebook and Instagram to vote. Utah's VFX. It's really interesting to see the votes unfold for Park Narks this week. And if you haven't checked, go to our Facebook page, Utah's VFX. Uh, Park Narks is pinned to the top. It's also on our Instagram, Utah's VFX. You can't miss it. But it's really interesting to see how the votes unfold because nominee number one is help. I got stuck. And it's a car parked on like, it's a little ramp that goes up, but like there's no more up into anything anymore. There's just a field with a fence there. So they're just kind of parked on the side where their front wheels are kind of parked on the sidewalk. And so something happened. We don't know what the story is. But so is it obnoxious? Yes. Is it in the way? Not technically it's just like not okay and then there's nominee number two stretching my tires there's a truck parked in a uh, special needs spot also with its right tire sticking a stripy rectangle which by all accounts we tell everybody to check before they submit is that it, it's not in the uh it doesn't have a, a special needs pass so it's not supposed to be there i did find out somebody commented that i guess the place they're parked at's a daycare so quote they're not there very long and i i, I forgot again all laws are paused when you don't have to be somewhere very long. It's not how it works, but we usually get that excuse a lot. But it's interesting to see on full because two is obviously not okay. We see that a fair amount. 2020 was the year of the parking in the stripy rectangle. Like, it happened all the time. So people just don't have a, a tolerance to that, nor should they. But it's interesting to see some people just be like, well, number one is so outrageous, how do I not vote for it? And then other people be like, well, yeah, it's it's nuts, but at the same time, I don't know what's going on. I really wish we could have that story. If I could have one superpower, it would be to know what happened to that vehicle. So you just got to decide for yourself. Because The one thing I really would like to know, more so than how that got parked there, is how did the person get out of the car and then disappear? Like, where did they go? How did you park your car there? And then, Like, did a ride come along? Ah, my car's fine. I'll go. Like, How? Why? Wait, what? Vote for yourself. Friday, we find out who's the worst parker in Cache Valley. 
And, of course, that means that the uh, narker, the one who took the picture, will win Johnny O'Spudnett's gift card. And then their nominee will move on at the end of the year to the tournament to figure out who is the worst parker of in Cash Valley for 2022. Of course, you see terrible parking. Safely take a picture and send it to uh, Facebook, to Twitter, to Instagram, Utah's VFX. And I've said a lot, but I want to reiterate, it's been a great year for our knockers, and I don't mean that there's been a bunch of terrible parking, so it's awesome. I mean, you just guys have just been submitting so much. It is awesome. Thank you. Keep doing that. What is on Facebook? They can go on the VFX Facebook page, Utah's VFX to be more specific. That could be something as a inviting or haha or whatever, so that Facebook, at least for VFX, is someplace enjoyable. Because otherwise, you don't get the memes, you don't get the cat videos. It's kind of like, eh. Abe's with AJ at VFX Atlanta. My friend Lisa shared a post said grocery stores should have baskets in the middle of the store for those. I really overestimated how much I can carry moments. Yes, yes, they should. I'm one of those people. On top of that, maybe maybe I'm crazy. I don't want to sound too much like my dad. Well, this is how it used to be. Anybody else feel like their store moves the baskets, like from where they were? Because the store I shop at used to be right inside the door. And then sometimes they're not there. And then this last time I went, they're right inside the door that goes outside because they've got the two sets of doors. just feels like they're constantly moving them or maybe they're out and they just haven't replaced them yet. Should have trouble finding them. So, yes, please in some of the aisles put them down because I'm one of those people who's like, like four items. I'm like, well, we should get this. And and next thing you know, I'm like, I'm going to stand here. You go get a card. We totally guessed wrong on this. Yes. DAJ Knight across all social media, Utah's VFX as well. Vote. For park narcs, enjoy the weather. I guess I feel, knock on wood, I reiterate that because it just feels commonplace at this point coming out of winter. But you know, we're due for at least one more snow at some point this year because that's Utah. Other than that, though, if you miss anything on the show, of course, uh, you can find the podcast anywhere podcasts are, like uh, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. Just search for Utah's VFX. Same for our social media with the after show coming up. Where I believe we're definitely going to talk about Wills at least a little bit. And maybe just a little bit dating. Other than that, though, thanks for listening to AMs with AJ and VFX. And until tomorrow, don't do anything I wouldn't do.